Good morrow to you all. You have fallen on bad times. Brought to you by Royal Holloway's Shakespeare Society. You join me, Cassie Dixon. And me, Jack Hardman, as we bear some bardy truths. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Bard Times. This is your host, Jack Hardman, and today I'm joined by the lovely Heath and Esme. Say hello. hi, guys. Hello, hello, hello. How are you both? Oh, lit. <laughs> lit. Good. Very good. The sun's uh, shining a little bit. Yeah, Spring's no. on its way. Spring is on its way. We're out of the, the dark times, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So... Today, you are here to talk about um, your show, Little Prince. I, I've got to ask, how do you think that's going? Really well, really well. So, um, yeah, so if you don't know, we're, we are currently producing an audiobook of The Little Prince, which is a French um, children's novel. Obviously, we're not doing it in French, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be wonderful um yeah it's going really well we've got um around 20 something students um from the uni being our narrators and we've just we're just about finishing all the rehearsals for them and they'll start recording at home um we've got artists on the go, go creating some art for us we've got heath who's head of music about to start doing some lovely music um and we've also got um a group of Italian students in Italy. We've been linked with a um, an Italian secondary school um, in the north of Italy, and That's they've, so cool. they've got yeah, it's really cool. Um, they've got about I think thirty-ish students that really want to get involved. So they're doing a little bit of reading for us because they're learning about it in their English class. Um, oh, that's so they're amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so exciting. And How was that yeah. set up? How was that organised? It was kind of accidental. So I <laughs> I was in, I lived in Italy for a year in my gap year before I came to uni because I was an au pair. And the family that I lived with, I'm still in contact with. I still, well, I'm supposed to be visiting them every year, but obviously haven't been able to. Yeah. Um, and they saw that on my Facebook, um, Drama Soccer had announced that they were doing The Little Prince. And they got in touch with me and said, Esme, um, uh, the child that I looked after is learning about it in, in her, in her English child. class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and they said, is there any way that we, can, that we can link you up and you can work with them? Because I've worked, I worked in the schools over there anyway. Um, yeah, and they got me in touch with one of the teachers. And it's really exciting. So we've got all of these... Italian students. From... That, that sounds yeah. that sounds wonderful. That sounds it's really exciting. Absolutely incredible. Obviously, you've you've had this opportunity to work with these uh, this school. What made you decide to do the Little Prince in the first place, though? So, was there anything that kind of drew you guys to, or how did you pick that? Yeah, how did you pick that play? Um, I think it was it it was uh, kind of born through. Um, this idea the the committee drama committee this year we really wanted to focus on this idea of uh being as collaborative as possible we've done projects uh like the drama society haven't done before we've done a classics play we did a Fijinaya. yeah uh, i'm aware yeah, <laughs> yes you are aware <laughs> um we did 
Uh, we are still in the works with our uh, show Paradigm of the Unhappy Circle, mm -hmm. which we've been making in collaboration with Art uh, Society. And we just, it was this like, little prince just presented this amazing opportunity to get as many people involved as in, as possible really because when when we were kind of realized that yeah uh, maybe committee would have to take the reins this this term uh we didn't want to be like okay well let, then let's just let committee do it so we've really yeah. tried to expand as much as possible and uh Esme has always been very keen on kind of committee being that kind of uh I guess a vessel for to like allow as much creativity as possible and this was just the perfect project for that. May I, I hope I'm not overstepping by saying this. I, I think what you're doing, what you've done, uh, both of you with Drama Sock this year has been uh, a really amazing to see because it's like you guys have widened out. I think especially doing like uh, Iphigenia and the way you guys have been approaching like uh, joint projects and joint socials and things like that has actually been amazing to see um because obviously there is a weird dichotomy with having specific things like shakespeare like us and then having drama where it's like oh well what's the difference there um but then it's like you guys have made that the difference by going like oh well we're just we are like we're everything and we should like we're going to share stuff with everyone we're going to work with everyone because that makes sense it's just it's it's just a it's a really nice thing to see. It's just it's just, it's just a really nice thing to see. Is uh, but is there anything from um the Little Prince as in the story of the Little Prince that drag that made you guys choose that in particular? I think it is. It's a lovely story. It's really sweet, and I think um because one of our committee members brought it forward. So then mm -hmm. and then we had a little read of it. And the thing that really kind of stood out for me is is the celebration of the little things and actually kind of the whole thing is about realising you know, what you have is so special, even if you don't see it because it's kind of every day. And I think that's so important at the moment with yeah. everyone kind of stuck in their little bubbles, in their planets, as it were, <laughs> planets, um, and kind of stuck in their own kind of little worlds. I think it's really, really important to kind of think of, I don't know, to think and to admire the things around you and just the little things and to really kind of appreciate it. Because it is, yeah, it's hard at the moment. I just think it's the perfect, because it's not too, it's not too hard hitting. It's just sweet and innocent and hopefully uplifting. So Yeah, I actually that, just that theme of kind of, uh, working in your own little world and like that is so that's so well fitted to the the whole covid struggle like oh yeah. well what what do you do when you're in the same room all day um <laughs> yeah totally so obviously with this play you guys aren't uh, it correct me if i'm wrong here you guys aren't you don't have set directors you have like it's more of a kind of collaborative piece between the actors themselves. And then it's, you guys are more like executive, like crew members. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. Have, we have, um, so we've had the, uh, in my opinion, the amazing uh, George Collins uh, involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, not biased. And um, the, 
they've what they've been doing is something really wonderful they haven't been kind of directing uh as 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 per se they've just been they've been having meetings with our narrators and essentially giving them a toolbox of uh just ideas that they can take with them uh and they've instead tried to really facilitate the our narrators developing their own kind of style of narrating in their own voice um so every chapter's every narrator is going to be this kind of a different style of narrating and a different way of of voice acting been it's been really fun to see we've also had esme speaking to our narrators uh, as well mm -hmm. yeah i think when george and i had that an initial meeting about how we we're going to do do it and how we we're going to tackle kind of yeah directing as it were um we kind of agreed that we wanted it to almost be kind of this big almost scrapbook audiobook so it, it's yeah. all going to sound each each section will sound different we're going to have some children's voices um the visuals will be will be various art forms hopefully um some by children and some by students here um yeah so i think it's just been a really fun process and in fact i had a i had a one-on-one -on -one kind of rehearsal -y talk with george today and it was just so lovely because at the end we've kind of been talking to all of the um narrators and then finally we kind of had one together and it's just it's been more kind of discussions rather than directing which has been really nice and really refreshing because you get all the ideas from the narrators themselves as well wait is it almost like um the role of a dramaturg rather than a rather than a director yeah like yeah i would say so and being really open to to people's ideas and yeah and if they have kind of an idea not to kind of bat that down like i i think there's a couple of people that are thinking of potentially doing a couple of lines in french and things like that yeah. and not saying no to it just being like yep yeah, of course give it a go yeah. you know it's more of a collaborative um project rather than because i i think shows uh it's safe to say that shows are like compartmentalized into like okay this is this person's role this is their role they do nothing mm -hmm. else than this role but this is more of a kind of like everyone everyone does a bit everyone does a... yeah yeah it's yeah. good to see that that's working though because that's a that is that sounds like a really interesting thing to be a part of so obviously with this whole uh kind of scrapbook idea and opening it up to just being almost a showcase for, uh, especially along with ArtSock, like being a showcase for lots of different uh, pieces of kind of artwork and voice acting and, and uh, music. I was just wondering, so is there, was that always the concept? Did you guys go into it with that or did it become that? Like, did you go into it with, we're going to put a lot of kind of not contradicting but slightly conflicting ideas next to each other and just see what happens or is it like it's become that um i think that was always it was always the idea in a way because we we deliberately went into it very open yeah um because it's not as if we it's not as if we we bid the show with a concrete idea we kind of like um had a few discussions in committee um, and then decided to just get a group of people together, kind of put a call out for people who are interested, um, get a group of people together and see what happens, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've got most people who came forward decided to be narrators, but also 
um, we said you can also be an artist, you can be a musician, um, you can be an editor. So we've got a group of editors as well. So yeah. how we kind of went about it was each, we've got a few committee members who are kind of the head of a section. So for example, Heath is kind of the head musician, but we've got musicians who came forward wanting to be involved, who are going to be working with Heath. Um, yeah, and we're still in that process. We've kind of like done the collaborative narrating part now but we're now going on to kind of the art and the music which is going to be really interesting um yeah i'm really excited to see what comes out of that yeah, yeah. it's it's me and the uh, and the musicians are having our first meeting today really uh, i'm very very excited that sounds amazing. um it's and yeah i mean it's it's exciting because the people that have come forward to you know offer their uh their music are so so talented and it's this kind of you know I don't want to I'm very keen on you know I know they know what they're talking about and they know I know what I'm talking about kind of thing and mm -hmm. it's um it's really exciting and that's you know we've been kind of trying to do that a lot like uh with Unseen as well which you can still submit to uh, <laughs> oh yeah no uh everyone look out for unseen. well this is going out next week so i don't know whether would it, would it still be open um, at that point yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> um but you can submit you can certainly submit an audition uh and um, we've been trying to do um the uh you know last time it was unseen unleashed this time yeah. it's the was unseen um this and unseen is you know trying to be as collaborative as possible as well and i think mm -hmm. it's it's nice to see that being translated to our other projects as well and just basically just being like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got to say though when when you guys released your thing in first term where you were like if you've got an idea come to us I love that. I love that. I think more societies should do that. Obviously, it's slightly different when you're doing uh, something like a radio play because you don't need to rent a space. You don't need to spend mm -hmm. hundreds of pounds uh, renting out the SU or anything like that. So why not? Like, What are you losing in doing that? And you get to see some incredible projects that you may not have otherwise seen, like uh, If Janaya or like this. Heath, I... Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I know you have a background in uh, music in general, and how honestly, I've some of the original pieces that I've I've heard of yours, I've listened to of yours, have honestly blown me away. Man, you've got a you've got a talent. It's honestly oh my gosh, incredible. Um, good, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was just I was just wondering what kind of role music has in this upcoming piece and what uh is there kind of an over an overarching style that you i mean obviously you've literally just said you have your first meeting with them today are you approaching it with something in mind or um well i know i know for a fact because they've some of the uh, musicians have messaged me saying you know that they've already started thinking of ideas which is extremely exciting and i'm really looking forward to hearing them um I think I'm 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 a huge I'm a huge fan of music that complements things and uh, I think like Debussy is my favourite composer of all time and um, even though he at the time he rejected the idea but he, calling him an impressionist musician this kind yeah. of music that creates a, a, an idea or something is what I really want to go 
forward uh, with this, I think, because um, obviously there's the story is the is the main thing, and we don't want to detract from that. And so yeah. I'm I'm extremely looking forward to it. It's not going to be one particular style, I don't think. Like uh, my stuff is piano. I compose on the piano and that's pretty much it. But we have other musicians who are extremely talented with creating electronic music, with with orchestrating things, with mixing things. Uh, I'm hoping to get maybe some nice vocals in the background. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm just very, very excited. This is the first time I've ever kind of directed music for a thing before. So yeah. uh, it'll be a learning experience for me uh, as well. And uh, I'm I'm I feel extremely confident in our team because our team is really, really strong and really amazing. So, yeah, definitely, definitely excited. <laughs> Good. Well, is it is it going to be like because obviously with this uh, with the art style you said and with some of the voice acting, it's like it's almost a scrap the scrapbook style of like okay, well, uh, there's, there's going to be this very distinct thing, then this very distinct thing, then this very distinct thing, and the overarching narrative is kind of supplemented by different styles and tones and and stuff yeah but how does that then relate to the music is it going to be there's like a through line is it going to be i i music terms here we go (laughs) um this is uh is it going to be like there is a kind of an overarching uh like tone to it or is it going to be very distinct pockets my hope is to kind of to keep some kind of coherent uh, idea. I'm I'm very keen on. Obviously, this is a children's book. It's it's playful. It's fun, and that's what I want the music to be. I don't want to start making like grand Thanks. symphony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit might be a bit intense. Um, you know, I don't want like an LCD sound system kind of. <laughs> but uh, and uh, but. Esme has told me that you know some of the uh, narrators have an idea have ideas for what they think will complement their style that they're developing the best. So that's another thing to think of and another thing to kind of uh, to collaborate on. I definitely don't want to you know submit to our editor be like this is our one and a half hour you know piece that we've made <laughs> the whole thing. Um, it's definitely going to be different. Pieces yeah. are definitely going to be a soundtrack. If, if, if that's the right term to use and it's it's going to be different uh different styles definitely yeah because i know talking to um obviously music for this kind of thing is so different to doing music for like a normal play because there's i I was talking to mateo when he was working on your show iphigenia and Mm. he was saying uh for people that don't know he was the md on that show and he was saying that for for that he had to create something then listen to us record it on like the rehearsal thing then listen to it again then change it and morph it and like basically with what the actors were giving he would have to kind of mold it and change it and it came out in the quite frankly incredible thing that it did um through just an incredible amount of of uh labor towards like molding it into what it into fitting what he was given and i was so is it going to be a similar thing like that are you going is it going to be like you take a little bit you mold it then you give it back and then they mold it and then you take it then they mold it again is it more like that or is it more like here have my (laughs) 
no, it's that's certainly going to stick to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's certainly going to be what the process is like, which is why we're kind of. Um, I was I was hesitant to kind of start having meetings with musicians kind of mm. at the start of the process and having it kind of around now-ish yeah. because um, we now have a much clearer idea of of what the show is going to be and actually what we're making and um, you know I think you know we need to know I mean for the basics we need to know how long the, <laughs> the machines <laughs> yeah. are we need to, you know um, we need to we need to know what kind of what kind of styles but yeah it's definitely going to be a matter of kind of um having our overarching ideas maybe making a couple things and then listening to the narrator and then deciding which bits go where and it's going to be it's yeah it's definitely going to be a, a back and forth yeah uh, between the narrators and the musicians definitely okay so esme I know that you recently um, did a piece with Matt B with Student Workshop, um, which talked about the relationship between people and technology. And I was wondering where you stand on the increasing kind of technological takeover of theatre throughout this cult, like COVID um, environment, because obviously everything's been moved online streaming services have been set up for shows and stuff like that i was wondering what your opinion is towards that regarding that play that you did yeah um i'm really really torn with my relationship with technology which is why i keep on writing pieces and things to do with technology i in fact i was reflecting on it this morning thinking why is every single thing i've written this year <laughs> being to do with technology in some form because obviously it is yeah. it's controlling my life at the moment and I, I i just find it fascinating and i think the theater industry has adapted incredibly mm -hmm. um and i think there are a lot obviously a lot of negatives like i miss live theater being in the room so much but i think there are so many positives that have come out of it yeah. Um, and I, I've seen and created pieces that I would have never have done before. Um, and I, I think it does, especially for drama society, actually, it's opened up so much more. Yeah. Because we would never have thought about doing an audio drama or, yeah, or an, or an audio book or anything like that or... Mm. And we have the Untitled Monologues at the moment, which is um, based on the Vagina Monologues um, yeah. and has collected lots of stories from different people around the university and has put it together and then are filming it in almost like interview type things. Like there was nothing before this year that said that we couldn't do that. Yeah. Or, and there was nothing that said that societies, like performing arts societies couldn't do kind of online shows. Mm -hmm. But now, because we kind of have to, yeah. it's opening so many more opportunities and so many more um, things, which is what I tried to say at the beginning of the year when we did put out that statement. Um, that's why we were trying to emphasize yeah. was don't see this as lim limiting, actually see that it opens up so many more things that you could be doing. And it is incredible, the things that people have been creating this year. I've been so impressed in every single society and and beyond in the wide world. Yeah. Um, I think it is amazing. I think it's amazing. And and I'm sure this it's changed societies and um, 
and the performing arts industry in general, I think forever. Yeah. And not, not in a bad way necessarily at all. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see the positives in things. Yeah. <laughs> no, because obviously really it has it. like everyone's taken a bit of a hit this year out yeah. less less societies like we've 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 I think everyone is struggling to kind of reach more people than than we would have usually because of this and because of uh, obviously the struggles with being at uni and not ha- but not having mm-hmm. things where you can reach out to first years i know that's been a big thing for all all societies on campuses yeah. struggling to yeah. kind of reach out um to first years yeah it but, has it's been it's been tricky yeah um and i think i think you are absolutely right with like this has it's almost like the way i think of it is almost like um like with evolution if it's like it's a it's a pressure you put on something so you have to change in order to survive mm-hmm. and that's kind of what what a lot of the a lot of the societies on campus uh, a lot of the performing arts societies particularly have been doing is we completely changed i know for us oh obviously you guys were the first people to do an audio drama um which was an incredibly brave well it's, i think brave <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> does that underplay it i think brave is the right uh the right word uh to kind of go out and be like yeah we're gonna create some theater like this is what we're gonna do um and i i yeah and some of the stuff that people are creating the show with mts at the moment is very mm-hmm. uh very interesting fame uh i'm very looking forward to seeing that and and obviously what you're doing right now what we're doing with hamlet um which is again something completely different listen to our episode last week if you want to hear more about that with Kate um little little plug um but it is it is an interesting question to see how this has affected things and how now technology is creeping into everything a little bit more my question is to you both is do you think that this change is permanent or do you think that when COVID begins to lift, we're going to stop seeing so many audio dramas and things like this when it all goes back to normal bidding and normal uh, shows being put on? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think I I certainly like to think it's permanently changed things like like unseen because mm-hmm. uh last term you know esme made an amazing audio drama sam stevens made a little uh, little this amazing kind of play that was somehow a film and it was i could figure it out and it was so clever and then george made a film i certainly like to think that when we go back into uh into the world <laughs> that <laughs> there will be the unseen will be able to have that kind of quality i like to think that people will now think oh i could make a film for unseen or i could present some photography with some music that i made rather than just being like oh i have to write the scene for two actors and yeah, um, i have to do a comedy bit for yeah yeah exactly um, which so has I, its merit by the way i don't want to oh, yeah. sound like Not i'm disparaging <laughs> disparaging exactly but yeah no i i think it, it is a it is an interesting question to see whether it is going to change everything um in the future because i like to think that things are going to we're still going to see audio dramas and things like that and very much along with what the the sentiment that you guys kind of pioneered of if you've got if you've got an idea come to us with it 
yeah. like talking to uh, Lolly Hayes, who is the president of um, uh, MPA, she was saying something very along, uh, very similarly to what you guys put out, which was, if you have an idea, come to us about it and we'll see what we can do with it. Um, and I think that having that as kind of a sentiment moving forwards is, I think, better and it restricts people uh well better obviously is a subjective term in my <laughs> in my opinion yeah i certainly think that um covid has uh not that committees didn't didn't know this before but has certainly reinforced this idea for committees that you know we are uh for our members uh, yeah. it, you know it is not uh you know this isn't esme is not this little puppet master yeah. <laughs> over drama society is kind of controlling everything it is very much uh a back and forth uh yeah. kind of yeah. with facilitators it, it's yeah. like um yeah i i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more i think that was um yeah, I think that is something that a lot of the societies this year have really grasped onto. Uh, yeah. And and it's I think it's a change and a realisation for the better. Obviously, the news of the week this week is the fact that there are committee elections coming up soon. And my question is to you guys, um, what do you think people need to like people need to prepare or need to think about before going into those committee elections? Because obviously you guys have both, uh, uh, Heath, you're on multiple committees and Esme, you have been on committee a few times now. So both of, both of you have gone through this process more than once. Is there anything that stands out as what, like something that would you need to nail down um, if you're going to run? I think just... I'm trying to think how to word this without making it sound negative, but I mean, it's hard work. It is hard work. But so I, I think what you really need to think about is, and especially if you're thinking about maybe kind of which committee, if you're, if you're thinking of maybe going for multiple is you have to really, really care. Cause it is, it is, it is hard work, but it's also so exciting and it's the best feeling in the world being able to kind of give opportunities to people. Um, so, yeah, I think, it, for example, like you, you may have to do speeches. So just talk about why you really why you want that role and I don't know what 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 you'd bring to it. And why is this society special to you? Because I think that is the most important thing um, that you can bring is if enthusiasm and positivity. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I yeah I think that was definitely good. I, I echo Esme's sentiment I think my biggest advice is to love your society first and mm -hmm. I think everything else will fall into place I yeah. uh you know yeah I'm also on the committee for the for the Holloway players and um you know the role I I'm, I'm the treasurer and uh <laughs> the role I never thought I would be <laughs> I, uh, I would be doing uh, having uh, loathed uh, maths, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's actually so much fun. It's so rewarding to be able to be like, yeah, like Esme said, be able to just say, yeah, let's do this or let's do that. Mm. And I think if you really, mm. you know, uh, the reason I wanted to join committees was because I 
wanted to be able to give the opportunities that I had received for that it may see two other people and I wanted to be yeah. a part of those decisions and um and the reason why I ran for uh VP of drama is because uh I fell in love with uh, Unseen and that's uh, something I really wanted to be a part of as well so I think yeah find those um maybe, maybe your niches in the society that you really love uh and uh, yeah but yeah it's it, it is hard work but it's definitely worth it mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's worth saying as well that it's not it, it's not really scary running for committee and it's not kind of I think people kind of hype it up as this really serious kind of professional um, yeah. thing that happens if you have any questions or even want to kind of have a call with one of the committee members just talk through what that role is to see if you're interested um maybe get even some advice or tips I'm sure all I'm speaking for all of the committee haven't asked them I'm sure <laughs> everyone wouldn't mind kind of um yeah help helping you so yeah, get in yeah. touch with with either the page or any any one of us individually and we're so happy to help because we want people to be part of it we don't yeah. want people on committee yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. no I think I think that that is something that um I noticed before because obviously I I was co-opted into being a uh, social sec but I think one of the biggest like the biggest things for me applying was I had I actually went out and I talked to uh, the previous president Connor McLennan the current president Dom um and uh Sophie Barton the last social sec and uh well i say that last year's social sec and um just talked to them about the job got an idea of it and realized yeah this sounds fun um also i wouldn't have got to do like this podcast without being social so if you're thinking obviously there is the selfless idea of like you are doing it for other people to allow and facilitate and that's amazing and it's uh, especially if you love the society that you're doing also if you want it for selfish reasons you get to run the things you want to run if if, <laughs> if you're if you're a social sec you get to run socials you enjoy you want to play some D&D, do mm-hmm. a D&D event. Um, <laughs> yeah and that's that's just um yeah so basically run if you're if you're confused ask questions uh but yeah we want we want a committee next year everyone wants a committee mm-hmm. next year so do not be afraid to ask people about it they're not going to bite yeah. your head off yeah definitely that's that's our our two cents on it right well um so i do this every week so i I do have to ask you both an incredibly important question um i i i hate to get to get deep for a second um what's your favorite shakespeare play oh goodness (laughs) okay let's let me pretend to think I pretend. This is this <laughs> this whole section is just to uh, justify this being part of Shakespeare society. By the way, this, this whole... I I have my answer purely because it's more out of nostalgia than anything. Because it was one of the first one of the first primary school plays I was in. Oh right, okay. And then I was also in a modern adaptation when I was like thirteen, and I've also written kind of my own versions of it as well wow. is a midsummer night's dream 
Oh yeah. I just, I just, I'm a big fan of fairies and magic and things. So it's just, I love it. I love it. I feel like, I don't know. I always feel nervous because I feel like it's kind of a, a basic answer. But like, mine is, mine is Hamlet. Yeah. Um, one hundred percent. I think um, my Ophelia is probably one of my favorite Shakespeare characters of all time. My mm-hmm. favorite line in Shakespeare is when she says, uh, "I would give you some violets, but they withered all when my father died." It makes me want to cry every yeah. time. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, same as Esme, you know, kind of stu- studied it and was in it when I was like eight and didn't know what was going on, and then. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then studied at school and then uh, 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 me and George have made kind of uh, films. We made one for the Shakespeare Film Festival uh, yeah. in the summer uh, based on our kind of ideas around Ophelia and gender bending and everything like that. And uh, we're mm-hmm. going to be writing our own uh, uh, play on that as well, which will hopefully be That's very soon. exciting. Oh, well, beyond <laughs> now. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, Hamlet is definitely my favourite. Well, thank you both for joining me this week for Bard Times. Thank you, Heath and Esme, for being here as well. Thank you so much. This has been Jack Hardman. Stay safe, and in the words of the Bard himself, the lunatic, the lover, and the poet are of imagination all compact. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.